what society thinks. They're nothing anyway. They're no better than me. Until we have a safe word, we will not stop. Hey, this is uh, Jason Rouse, and welcome to the Safe Word Podcast. I've actually said it right today. I usually fumble pod, and I did it right. And my guest today, uh, my uh, friend Steve Patterson. A lot of people would not believe that or <laughs> deny it, and say it would expect some sort of letter of documentation. Because um, a lot of people don't know this, but uh, we started. You're one of probably the original six guys that I would recognize as comedians that I started out with. More so than probably uh, maybe some of the other five of them, just being uh, in Canadian comedy twenty years ago. Yeah, man, we were we were tight. We were roommates. That's over now. What? It's over. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. No, there was the big no. falling out. No, we never had a big falling out. We just uh, no. We can still talk now. We can't. We didn't have to fight at the beginning. I, of this, right? I don't think even though what we were doing were, was very in, from an outside look, extreme ends of the spectrum. Um, there was uh, an element of like respect, like you were never like, oh, this is weird, and I was never like, that's boring. <laughs> um, and uh, it was always a, a lot of fun. But you know, I'd move from Vancouver in no- November of '96, and then by '97 of doing shows in and around Hamilton, Toronto was kind of the next step. And you, uh, I think, were kind of. With me in the sense that we were trying to get on regular yuck yuck shows. We were right. We were starting yeah. starting right at the same time, and we were both doing completely different things. But it was it was fun. No one watching our sets would think, "Oh, yeah, these guys must hang out together all the time." But we both worked hard at it, right? That's, Most definitely. That was it. And it, that was a common theme. Like you, you know, we can go down the list, but everybody was very different, very different. And then I found that the generation after us, there seems to be a lot of trickle down. I saw a lot of you. I saw a lot of uh, Zed Lacker. Yeah, um, there was. It got so bad they actually had a meeting in Hamilton, <laughs> and the, for the open micers saying we have Jason Rouse and we're trying to deal with that. <laughs> yeah, right? we don't need the next Jason Rouse while Jason Rouse is still here. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. One at a time. So uh, I think what we did maybe not acknowledge is as well as it should have been. But that's uh, that's where you get the a lot of copycats and people that imitate. Things to uh, there's nowhere to go with it though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, no. It's good to be. Uh, if you don't lie about who you are, then you don't have to re- remember how it was. You know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I like that line. Did you just make that up? I did. You, you I did. You don't have to remember how it was. That's right. <laughs> You're like, what voice was I using? That you know, what character was I up there? Oh, I was. I was me. I was saying what I want to say. Exactly. Authenticity. I believe that's. How I you think say I it. added a couple other <laughs> syllables. So, you know, I went. It's to a beautiful the, city. Authenticity. <laughs> it's. Uh, I was educated in the fine city of Hamilton. <laughs> the hammer. But you grew up in like a farming community. 
I didn't grow up in a farm. No, community. but you're, you're, you know. <laughs> Stop trying to hypnotize me with your eyes and make up a <laughs> fake history for me, Jason. No, you were raised by leprechauns <laughs> and then brought over by a Sri Lankan family That's to right. Park Hill, Ontario. But you, uh, I met you in Toronto, but you, where did you come from? Because you didn't grow up here. No, I grew up in London, Ontario. Which yeah. It's not really a farming community. Uh, but it's like, a, which it's, is a shithole community now. London. What year did you leave there? I left there in like 90, 95. Probably. Okay. But I, I mean, I grew up there, but then I went to Toronto. I came back briefly. So I was probably there for like all of the eighties in London. Uh huh. And then, uh, and then I came back. That was probably, uh, you know, and, and like probably the peak of it because now it downtown London, I was there last year. And uh, it's it's got a problem. It's, it's like a, Edmonton in a way. It's a suburban city. Like no one, you don't go to the middle of downtown London. To, no, LA's to like that. Around. People are like, let's yeah. go to the city center. Oh yeah, you ever see the Purge? Because it's a lot like that. <laughs> you ever had a homeless guy lick your face because you were sweating? <laughs> it's um, there's yeah. But you travel. We you know we've done gigs together in various countries. Actually, have we? Done gigs together in London? Oh, I don't know. Canada? Uh, I don't know if we've gigged They would separate us. Canadians, they'd never want to they put on the let, same no. show, right? No, that used to be the old joke, right? Is if you want to work with these people, now don't tell the booker, Ed. <laughs> Good old Ed. Because they'll never put you together. Like, you'd be... Oh, with yeah, with yeah, yeah. Ed, you'd be lucky to... Uh, to get to the gig on the right day. Like you'd be lucky if the gig was happening the night that he told you on the gig sheet. So, Oh yeah. That's an old gig sheet. That's the, you're at the wrong address <laughs> and you're going to be late now. So just come back. I'm swamped. That was always yeah. his line, right? You're saying, <sighs> uh, I'm swamped today. I know that was the weird thing about the agents in, so, in this business. Sometimes it, they, the sigh of like, this is your job, man. Yeah, it's literally your. Today they would say you had one job, and that's this is your job is to book. Yeah, I'm book calling. Us. Up, hey, I'd like to go make some people happy. Well, not me personally, but some comedians <laughs> say that <laughs> that you'd make them laugh uh, in spite of themselves. That's what I. That's what I always love about your set. It's it's way worse now. <laughs> All that boyish charm they had in early two thousand gone, gone, <laughs> gone. It's a malicious hate crime now. And I love it. I'm very happy with myself. That is a very specific comedy niche. Mm. I've had true some, hate. Some walkouts here and there, but you know that's fine. You how often have you heard people storm out of your show? Storm? No, I'll never know. Because you, you like you like the pro. Your language is clearly a little different than mine. You're, people, you're people, literate, and people can't storm when when a grandparent has brought their toddler. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they'd, not, they'd never storm. Fuck. No, I. You know, I, I don't get heckled that much. I'm a, And, you know, sometimes it happens. I remember what, the last time it really happened. You do it, it very a, well, though. I've seen you deal with hecklers, and you all of a sudden there's 10 minutes and some callbacks, and now you've got a song about this <laughs> asshole at the end, right? <laughs> right? That's true. That's true. I've seen I do it. like to turn it into songs. I've seen it. It's I like, can, yeah. we've moved on, but... <laughs> I haven't. I haven't. Moved no, moved I on. haven't. No. So we're going to address this accordingly. Yeah, I'm going to kill you with kindness. Mm. Yeah. And you have a family. I do. I do. I have That's a, crazy for me. I know. I know, man. It's crazy <laughs> because I, you know, you know how the everyone. I'm not surprised. I think you, you're probably an awesome dad. Oh, oh, thanks, man. I thought you just meant. Uh, I, I figured you would have impregnated someone by now, but yeah, this. I is have, a- but none have lived. <laughs> it's funny if a girl tells you you're pregnant <laughs> and you take her jogging, and when I say jogging, the. Uh, a sled down a flight of stairs. Anyway, you'll read about it in my biography. <laughs> no, I've had no children or marriage. A couple uh, 
possible. Engagements, right? There was a couple of engagements. Yeah. One of them was a good one. One of them was a fucking nightmare. (laughs) What a cunt. I've had some bad runs, man. (laughs) (laughs) Did you get death threats from women you've been inside of before? No, no, Uh that's... uh, that's your own thing. We were living in a different world, man. But it's nice to see you again. No, I'm crying because I'm happy. <laughs> so, well, let's let's go back to our uh, our kind of you know the the um, what was happening in Toronto in the you know mid '90s. Yuck Yucks was at Young and Eglinton. Yeah. Packed. There was lineups. You know, very hot shows. I think Kenny Robinson had started doing the All Black Show. Yeah. Around that time. Which is Still probably going. the arguably the best comedy show in the, in the country in Toronto. Absolutely. And um, then that's weird that I say absolutely because now that club is called Absolute. They just ah, they see? just did. Uh, Here they, comes a song. They just kept. <laughs> it's an absolute fun delight. Come out for comedy tonight at Absolute Comedy. It's no longer Yuck Yucks. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, that they they did a pretty smart thing and that they just went into that club. And didn't change much of it because people just came for comedy. Yes. And, you know, we both had to get through that frame. You never, you know, you would have to prove. We tried to promote ourselves. We did. But remember multiple times, unfortunately, um, our American ideas, because now living in the States, we were, had a a very um, self-promotion, like, when you hear about comedians selling merchandise, no one sold merchandise no one in Canada. That. Yeah, nobody. And I think maybe Russell Peters was. There was so much traction with his comedy now and the re-releases yeah. of all that stuff that people wanted hard copies of stuff. And and there was no T-shirts or nobody had anything for thirty years. Right. And the business model kind of hovered around the eighties, with none of the hype. And it was kind of rare. I think it still is. Like. You obviously have to do your own promo, and you can't, you know, some comedians begrudge comedians for doing their own promo, but you have to do it. No one's going to care and as much so as you. And it's so more relevant even now. Yeah. Well, like, now, we had no platform. No, we didn't have any. Flyers. You had to take somebody's email address, you know, and how many of those can you collect in a year without being like, are you looking for somebody? <laughs> you know what I mean? Do print all your own posters, promotional stuff, things like that. You know, because, again, the people would come to see comedy, but to try and do something original and get your fans to come and at least let people know, opposed to being in a city and then being messaged weeks later, hey, when are you coming? And you're like, fuck. It's amazing to me, though, still, that there's people that are... People think they know you from your comedy. I'm sure you run into it, so then they get... <laughs> me? Dude, <laughs> I don't run into it. It runs into me. That's what I'm saying. But do, the, do you still get that people are like... they're they're personally insulted that you didn't personally inform them that you're coming to their town, even though you don't really know them. They're just <laughs> I know, comedy. Um, and you know what? Be, because you're on, when we were talking about this, your onstage persona, you're very much more approachable. People think have more <laughs> of a chance with you. Where uh, mine, you'll get a picture of Boomer's asshole in your inbox. That's true. For for complimenting me <laughs> on how true. great the show was, so, yeah. but uh, I get it. I get that kind of ang- uh, stress from uh, a different, more of a, a mania, um, um, death threats, <laughs> opposed to how come you didn't let me know about the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, my my upset people are not really in your uh, in your sphere. Your your people would be like, yeah, bite the head off a live goat. Yeah, or something. and most of them don't give a shit enough. 
um, they'll um, they're on my social media enough to know. Uh, and if they're true fans, I don't really have to give too much of a direct message to them to let them know where I am. I'm very kind of on those platforms, promoting, redocumentating, you know, letting people know where and when, giving plenty of notice. There's, some of it's a little cryptic, but I figure if people really want to find it and figure it out, you can always just talk into your fucking phone and go, on this day, in this month, this year, and then it will answer it. Right. So... If you are going to be angry at me for a lack of connection, then you don't know how to use a fucking phone, dummy. And see, that's the kind of thing that I, <laughs> I think those thoughts... What Jason's trying to say is, <laughs> wow. <laughs> anyway, let's go to commercial. <laughs> yeah. Clouds. Well, you, you, What's you, with them? You're, you're um, a darling in the, in the television aspect of things where, you know... I'm not, uh, I jokingly say I'm, you know, I got a reoccurring character on Catch a Predator, but I think a lot of people believe that I have a reoccurring character. <laughs> um, and you are in the, um, you host the show. Well, I host some shows, but they're radio shows. There's less, yeah. uh, there's less, less pressure on the radio to, uh, to do that, that sort of thing. But, but uh, what a great thing, you know, for me, I'm very theater of the mind. So yeah. listening to old BBC. Uh, radio shows like classic shit, the all the folly stuff and that, and the, the whole atmosphere of it works better for me than being stuck in a, uh, a, a traditional maybe game show format that's not necessarily uh, doing it justice. Well, the good thing about you know, there's not a lot of <laughs> radio comedy anymore. That's kind of where it started. But you you have to. Uh, well, you got to think. Let's let's take radio comedy and put podcast. Yeah. So there's tons true. of radio Podcasts comedy are coming back. That's right. And you can't. Uh, it's massive. There's a lot of pressure on on every word, right? Because you don't have the what what I love about your comedy and uh, just, I just I've not yet. To I see love it. how you stumble when you said comedy. Your comedy, <laughs> well, like well, because it's customs more. Officer. It's more than comedy to me to watch you because you fully get inside of your role. You act everything out. I don't even know where half your stuff comes from, <laughs> and you can still interact with the crowd in the character, which is uh, amazing to me because I have zero attention span on stage. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't call myself. Uh, any form of actor, so I'm really relying on words yes. to the point now that I actually just read letters for a good portion of my set because I know I'm going to get to the end of that because I have, still have no attention span. But you, you know, embody everything that you're doing up there, and I'm I'm always amazed by that. I don't have that at my disposal. That's why I need uh, more more words in my. I know, and and that's why I would see you at your desk and ogling over like language and the word of it. And like I said, the theater of the mind. I would develop a picture in my head, and then I'd try and articulate that into a language that I could kind of round it out and maybe build some sort of sketchy uh, a script to to repeat it again. Because because when it is great and it's in the moment and it's happening, it's it's hard to mimic that. But you have always had a very precision structure to it because you know what if you were had holes in it, it's going to show. Yeah, for sure. It's going to show hard. Yeah. Where I have a a, a skill set that I can kind of feather out some of the rough spots with some a, a physical transition or some 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 graphic thing to, to disrupt. <laughs> it's a constant. 
uh, oh, jarring. Oh, fucking, we're changing gears. Oh, God, dead baby cats. Skin cats are on top of me. Uh, you know, where, where you're like, you've got a really good clutch. I've got no clutch. I'm power shifting through everything, and no one wants to be on this bus. <laughs> and yet they're all along for, for the ride by the end. The, yeah. uh, the uh, seminal moment in Jason Rouse comedy for me to witness live was when we did on our our tour mm. almost 20 years ago now yeah. uh, through the Maritimes and we went to uh, like a, a cowboy western bar in <sighs> New Brunswick and there was uh, it was full of literally oh, maritime with the, with cowboys. the stairs up the back of the stage. And there was a guy in the front mm. in a wheelchair, I think probably <sighs> cerebral palsy, in the very front yeah. in a rough like a real rough cowboy bar. Boots and hats. We were laughing because there was guys wearing chaps. Yeah, they, and they, not ironically. Like, they were no. pretty happy. And uh, you came out, and Pete and I had kind of, you know, make sure that the that the person in the wheelchair is laughing. That's great. Yeah. You know, but let's not comment on that. Let's get through here alive. Yeah. And you came out, and you looked at, looked at <laughs> that, and you went... Did they do this to you in prison? <laughs> you sons of bitches! And there was a second of silence, and I thought, "This is the end for us. Like we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna find around. us dead. There's gonna be boots up of up yeah. our anus." And there was a second of, "I can't believe that just happened." And then, an explosion of laughs, and then everyone, everyone was yeah. off. I don't think anyone else could have, could have pulled that off. No, and I think it does a disservice to the person in the wheelchair to not. Because everyone has stepped over him, he's felt like less than in in these public forums and stuff. So I think, and this has happened multiple times, where I become very aggressive immediately to this issue, <laughs> very aggressive. Um, and there's a wash of like, oh, I'm I'm part of the team. Yeah, I'm part yeah. of the team. It's, re- it's relief, which you wouldn't think yeah. it would be coming. Yeah. And not only that, I'm just on your team. The rest of these, quote, able-bodied people paralyzed from the neck up that are feeling sorry for you. Sorry. 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 So it depends where you're shipping this out to. I know. Exactly. <laughs> out to. Uh, that, that's where's gonna, it going out to? That's going to come right Send up. Send it to my house. <laughs> oh, now we're making fun of our own yep, folks. we are. We deserve it. As we, we do. Um, it's, I think it's very much appreciated from people like that. You know, I remember there was multiple times, hey, there's somebody, they say, Good. Yeah. Good, because we're going to put a ribbon on that right away. <laughs> okay. And we're going to sink that ship so we can all move the forward as a group. Because clearly him being in a public thing, because he's what's happened is he put his cards on the table and go, what are you going to do with this? What are you going to do about it? Yeah. What do you got? What yeah. do you got? I'll tell you what I got. I will rape you. That's what I got. I mean, you see, there's always that one gear, <laughs> that, extra, that one extra shift that you there's always There's no clutch do. in this car, yeah. <laughs> you just can't, hey, I'm sorry about your situation. Anybody celebrating anything? No, I'm going to rape this guy. <laughs> yeah, you, you skip a lot of steps. You, uh, if you were a high jumper, you'd be like, you know what? Put it at seven feet. I'll give it a shot. <laughs> I like to go right to the love. Right to the love. So I move, I move away. Yeah, I'm still getting over that, by the um, way. So we, we, we had an apartment yeah. in a kind of a, a relatively populated by comedians for a short time. We had Boomer, Phillips, and Casey Corbin across the street for Nearest, a minute. Yeah. And um, some other people, I think, had moved at the time. I, across the street, there was somebody that lived in the back place there. 
right by the beer store, which is weird because I didn't drink. You didn't drink at all. But you did. I drank for both of us. Yeah. You drank for both of us. And I remember coming home and you were sleeping on the overhang. <laughs> Of the front of the building <laughs> yeah. with a blanket. Yeah, and was, not to mention, it's not a flat surface. No, it was slanted. Yeah. This was slanted. <laughs> you were like, it's hot in my room, and I like to live on the edge. <laughs> I want to be in a state of blackout with no motor skills, so I can't even reach for something if I fall. <laughs> and I'm like, there's that's, I, and I'm the problem. I'm looking around the neighborhood. I'm the, I'm the guy. <laughs> and, uh, <clears throat> yeah, we had multiple comedians come and stay with us, and... Uh, then around early, I think 2004, I think you've already made some trips and I'd hear the, you know, comedians, friends of ours, Wellmont, Mike Wilmot and Craig Campbell's and Sean Collins and Tom Stades and even, you know, Glenn, I think had been living over that time. Whitehead was there and, and um, it was kind of like, well, we were not in a position to gain any kind of visa or green card to the States that, that there was no real... Uh, you know, it was, the last guy was like Harlem Williams. He had a Disney deal. Yeah. You know, it was so over the moon. Wait, how much? 15000 No, I made fifteen grand this year. Right. <laughs> I can't do that. So being some of us are bastards of the Commonwealth and eligible in right. some form for um, a visa. A work visa to the UK. Yeah. And then, you know, our families, bloodlines and things allowed us to get social visas and stuff. So that opened up a whole another thing for us like you you were i know you were making i think around the last time you were going over you you were kind of over it because you'd been through ireland like a dozen times i was and i always liked you're I getting mean, tired you're getting tired of the road well comics fine i did get tired of the road a bit i you but, but you're I, doing it wide i liked i liked ireland more than england like i i like i like people that can take a joke and i i found and i mean jokes about them and i went over to england and i would start joking about stuff that i would see over there to them yeah and it's stuff that would work in canada like i would it but they they were insulted that i was insulting their culture in ireland they didn't care and in australia they don't care you could get off they didn't care in ireland because they knew you weren't english (laughs) that's (laughs) true and weren't american that's that's true when i made fun of the british to the irish that worked even better so right so i've always liked those little kind of tours like ireland's not as big but i'd go and go around the country and do those little gigs yeah three weeks yeah and And, and when you say little gigs these wednesday night Pub shows were fucking awesome. Well, they were packed, packed. In Belfast? It yeah, was, it the was Empire. I walked in, and I made a f- slippy fuck up. <laughs> hey, it's really good to be here in the UK. Ooh. Yeah, but I established I was Canadian, and there was some leeway there, and I did it in the... Um, uh, Darla O'Hannon? Darla O'Brien? No. Uh, or, uh, O'Hanlon? I don't know. I think, I I think so. Anyway, he was like the house MC and stuff. Yeah. He said, mate, you're lucky you told him you were Canadian first. Yeah. They would have fucked they still, you up. still wouldn't have found the body. At least that's what I think he said. Their eye, the <laughs> accent. I was working with um, a Glaswegian guy. Oh, First God. of all, I get to England. I'm a little freaked out. You know, I've been to New York maybe once or twice before that. And now I'm looking at the London Underground map. And I'm used to dealing, you know, Finch to Union. Right. There are two lines. That's it. Yeah. It's, you know, the inverted cross on the city. And now I'm dealing with the uh, Old Town Spaghetti Factory map. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I've been in London. I'm a little freaked out. Okay, I've I've got a limited budget. I, my exchange rate is just fucking crush me. And I'm on Craig Campbell's couch in Wood Green. Wood Green, but stayed on that same. Couch. He comes home and says, "I got a gig for you on Wednesday." And I'm like, "Awesome!" He goes, "Yeah, you got to go to Ireland." 
I'm like, I just got to England and this is freaking me out. Now you want me to go somewhere by myself? He goes, yeah, you go to the um, airport, you fly over and do it. It's, it's a regular thing. And I walk in thinking there's 80 people at a pub. Yeah, It's a massive church. Yeah, it's like 500 people. 500 people yeah. and probably 300 of them are standing yeah. on the floor. On the second floor, yeah. Yeah, and uh, it, it all these great, great places. That's where I tried... Um, Vodka and Red Bull for the first time, not knowing what it was. It, was, it had just been it's introduced. It's a hate crime. That's what it is. <laughs> I thought it was, I thought, well, I usually drink gin and tonics, so instead I'll have vodka Red Bulls, but have the same amount as if I was drinking gin and tonics. Yeah, but you also got 30 pots of coffee on top of the vodka. <laughs> I, w- I was, I, st- I went to someone's house. I don't know. I was at a house party. They, I drank everything they had. They were like, watch the Canadian drink. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and I'd missed a train to Dublin the next day for a gig. Uh, it was, uh, and I felt right at home. That's why I, I enjoy that kind of. That's thing. why the subways are so quiet in the UK in the morning because those <laughs> yeah. fuckers yeah, are no hungover. Oh, yeah, yeah. Everyone's huddled. I saw a guy holding onto a briefcase, face down on a subway platform in a nice suit, <laughs> wasted. This is on his commute home. This is like seven o'clock in, in the evening. There's there's a whole different class of drinking yeah, the over there. Culture, man. Yeah, it's fun. You licked your lips when you said I that. Think about it. You haven't been away from the wife it. and kids in a while. You're like, you know what? I haven't been in a fight with a stranger in a long time. That sounds like a lot of fun. Get my heart moving again. <laughs> that was. I would actually remember that in my brain. I'm like, I can I can hold my own over there. So you come back Toronto, and then you were in Montreal for a short time. Went to Montreal for six years. Uh, I wow. See, I know you'd revel in that. But the land of temptation. Well, I went over there to be with one uh, French-Canadian uh, woman. And then, I think uh, I slept in the bed next to you guys in your room, remember? At Just you? for Laughs? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Yes. You guys, I, I needed a room. I think I was in between it, flights or and something, it, and, and it I crashed in your room. It wasn't even just you. I think Lachlan Patterson, too. We had, like, like it was like the, the hotel room for wayward comedians. And, and your, your lady, I think at the time... She was very diplomatic. Who wants to hang out with a bunch of fucking, you're, you and your asshole. Are these adults, Steve? <laughs> what do you mean they don't have and any then, place to stay? And then Lachlan Patterson gave me a hat from the Gotham Comedy Club. He's like, I got this for you. I'm like, I know you didn't get it for me, but I'll take it. <laughs> I do remember that. Yeah, yeah that was, uh, you were doing um, maybe new faces at that time. I don't know what, I can't remember what year it was, but I, I know that I was living in the West Island of Montreal, and it, but I wanted to stay at the hotel. So I think I actually, I actually paid for that yeah. hotel. But, uh, it's usually how it works in this country. But uh, Howie Mandel bought Just for Just Laughs. Just for Laughs, I heard that. Well, yeah. ICA or something, I think he's the figurehead for it. Or, I know, that's going to be uh, interesting. We're going to be pushed l- lower. When I say that, anybody who lives in Canada and do comedy, the festival will be, be behind... If you're good, five years behind your career. <laughs> that's if you're great. That's right. If they don't, if you're great, they discover you. Yeah, five five yeah. years after you've already hit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and you've already signed your deal. So, yeah, enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. I still feel I feel good for all the comics that are going to just for last for the first time or things like that. I, I do feel their excitement, but once. Once you've done it, it's, uh, you know, it's oh, of course. everywhere it kind many, of becomes a stop. So I, I know the guy who does the Edinburgh Festival every year. I, I couldn't. It's like a reoccurring <laughs> abusive relationship 
But it's it's a good it's a good abusive relationship because it's so hard to do that festival in front of seven Dutch people that don't speak English <laughs> very right. well in a room in that a, holds 120 <laughs> at 11 p.m. at the Pleasance Courtyard or or at 3 p.m. in a room that is actually just where the staff usually get dressed, but they put a blanket across the back of it, and that's the showroom now for the festival. Now it's cabaret. Yep. Here you go. Go ahead. None of these people speak English. Go. It is, it is, you know, that's, I think, any comedian that you should go into the Edinburgh Festival once yeah. and then come back and assess yourself and where you stay. That's like the Olympics, would you say? Well, and, and yeah, see where you stand for comedy and stuff, but also what do you want to get out of it? You know, mm. and I had an agent over there that was like, yeah, if, if you want to come tour around the UK, this is where you, you know, this is where they see For them. live bookings. Yeah. And I, and I just was very honest. I'm like, I actually don't want to tour around the UK. So is there any other reason I should do this? Yeah. <laughs> she's like, well, not really. I'm like, okay, well then I'm, then I'm not, I'm not putting 30 grand to. into it then. Yeah. Cause you can, but I, you know, but you do see, like I saw John Oliver there doing stuff that, uh, long before he came yeah. to the States and I, I could see there was really something there. What I learned about that from the Edinburgh festival was that, the comics, and it sounds, it sounds super easy when you say it out loud, but uh, the comics that were doing stuff that they actually cared about were, were heads and shoulders above comics who were just doing stuff Quota. Because, because they thought the crowd would think it's funny. As opposed to, this is what I really think. You know what I mean? And because they've been seasoned for that, they've seen so much world-class talent come through there that their um, a sensitivity to horseshit yeah, is, is at a is 10. High. Yeah. Is yeah. a 10. We paid a money. We gave you a chance. I don't know who the fuck you are. <laughs> and true. you're telling me about a made-up... Go yeah. fuck yourself. Yeah. Yeah, and they literally will... They'll say that out loud, too. They're not just yeah. thinking it. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you, you cunt. What? I thought I was doing good. No, it wasn't... There nope. was something there wasn't that too authentic. So nope. you got it. You're done. Didn't like it. Yeah, and it could get physical too. That was another thing I loved about the element of danger that was there. I remember going to uh, Edinburgh um, Jonglers when it was there, and they had. Did they have a Jonglers in Edinburgh? They did had, ah. for a short time, and it was good. It, I walked in there, and I was like, oh, this is kind of like Fight Club. But then um, it, the audiences came, and I know they had some other. Well, the stand was there. And I love like the that. stand. The stand, stand is, is amazing. Yeah, club. probably top 10 yeah. favorite clubs in the world. For me, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And again, that that's it's a wet a wet basement, and um, people will stand and watch comedy there. There's so much history behind a lot of these old places, and they're not necessarily like aesthetically, they're not like, but they're not supposed to be nice for comedy. You know, a lot of comedy's been the grosser Bollywood the, the grosser the bathroom, probably the funnier yeah. the show. You My know? next special shot in a urinal at a truck stop. I actually stand in the back while the audience lines up and pisses on me. And I change colors like a lava lamp. It's going to be great. Um, you, <laughs> I could see that on Spike TV for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or Crime Watch. <laughs> or That's, even the Shopping Network. Do they have a, um, a network for like... Um, no, they don't. Adult Swim. What's the most controversial? Spike used to be like the the men's oh, magazine the, the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. Broed out. I don't know. There's probably some pay TV thing for that, right? There's so many. There's a five thousand channels now. There's got to be somebody doing something like that. I don't know. Is there? Um, are they going to start doing comedy nows again? <laughs> I think that Crave TV, like that's a, it's a uh, yeah. streaming thing in in Canada. I've heard something about. They're that. starting to do. Some specials now, which is uh, 
I guess nice. I don't know what I don't know what's behind their selection process for them. Yeah, you know, I remember. I never understood. the old comedy. Now I remember being, you know, ready. Well, that you were poised for that. I was ready for that for, three years before. Yeah, it's like it. yeah. is it everyone else? Steve Patterson could do. Yeah, yeah, like now, <laughs> right now, like you can wake him out of bed and he can go and do uh, an hour. None of us can even do an hour. He has an hour of material that he's all TV proven. Yeah. And now we're we're nickel and dime. I had a bunch of different things. It was a good opportunity. Allowed me, you know, um, you know, and when we come and do it, it was like our HBO. So we thought it might open up doors in the States, but it did. They didn't really give a fuck by that. Time. It didn't really. It seems like the only guy that got uh, catapulted from the comedy now was Russell for his comedy. Now that, that, that was put online, not even by him. Right. And to put something online then was a whole new thing. Yeah. You didn't even, no one thought of that. We'll go with an Asian kid. Did it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's true. It's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. No, no white kid from Hamilton could figure out YouTube. <laughs> At all. Is it for fights? Is yeah. It, is it the fight network? Yeah. Can we can we break this? <laughs> Idiots. Uh, but yeah, that was the, um, you know, series of events in the right medium and the right time. But I remember seeing that comedy now. I was at the taping and it was, I remember, wow, that's, that's very rounded. Me, you mean? No, his, yours was oh, terrible. Russell. <laughs> I've I've tried to block that. I was happy you got it, but I put my head through a parked car window thinking about it. Oh, I love it. No, no. <laughs> no, you've done like what two or three of them, haven't no, you? No, no, I only did one, but I did I did an an hour and yeah. it was only supposed to be half an hour and they used my whole hour. I didn't get paid any extra. No. And they opened the season with it and they kept playing it on repeat. But the editing was awful, as you know. Like they would go, you'd. St- Alan Park brought that up. You would do a joke setup, and then they would go to commercial, and then they would come back at a different spot in the set. Like they tried to Take tar- you right out tried of- to Tarantino up, yeah. <laughs> a comedy set that you've built for a reason in that order, you know. So because it was very, I think a lot of the emphasis was put on aesthetics and not really necessarily on how the craft was being the material, yeah, right? Which is key. The set, the, the set, the stage. Doesn't is irrelevant. Yeah, you need a clean slate, and it doesn't matter if the lighting's right or nothing. It, it has to. It has to meet. And when you keep cutting away in setups and the wrong, the guy did not know timing. Whoever cut those things? No, it my, was uh, my material was, was very short burst. So they, if they cut one line, it was out of context. Yeah. So they were small bursts enough, I think, that they were easily navigated. And I brought them a script, a 60-page script. Like a game plan to follow, yeah. Yeah, and, and with, with act breaks and the whole thing, and they, it wasn't even looked at. No. Because they had a meeting in between tapings. Mark calls me over and says, you got to come into the office here. They want to talk to you. And I go in, and there's like seven people sitting all around. So um, what are you going to do on the second show? <laughs> the taping because that and then they end up using the first one anyway right. got a staying ovation right because that's you because that was you being you you know and Russell was doing warm up and the comedians had gone on before and tanked so bad that the audience was leaving and I was supposed to be right. the last taping right. I, I remember a, that actually a big debacle but it worked out and uh, here we are <laughs> what do you where are you touring now do you have like a regular where can people see you live do you like well, I do. do. You have a seasonal kind of run or cities that you favor? No, I have a uh, like my, I have a touring company that just 
uh, approaches theaters in Canada and yeah. says, you know, do you want Steve or do you want uh, debaters live? Because I do the yeah, debaters packages, show. yeah, yeah. And so that's that's what I do. I don't try to I don't try to uh, build a big long tour because. Well, you um, have a child you have to keep alive. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I can't be. And on the I, road know, for that. I know. I uh, know. That's that's it. You got. You have a. You got that kid dies. You're fucked. I'm really in trouble. <laughs> you're in shit, man. You'll get a. You'll get yelled at if your baby dies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so it. you got to, and you, you know, you got to be a parent. So I, I'll go on the road for you know maybe three weeks at a time, but I'm not going on the road for for three months at a time anymore. No. And uh, the the time when I. T- I, the time that I knew I needed to get a place was like I was. I've been going back and forth between. Oh yeah, you were gypsy too I was for like five like, years. I, was like going, I would go to Ireland, then throughout Canada, like the West tour or whatever, mm. and then I would go to Australia. So I did a couple of tours over there, yeah. and then I, as you know, this is what you had to do to get the bookers to book you in Toronto. Is you'd be like, this is the three weeks I'm going to be in Toronto or whatever. And you so you don't have to you. hear from me for that's, the rest of the right. year. That's right. That's right. So they would please. Yeah. Just give me those two weekends. That's it. So that's that's what I would do. But then I I remember sitting in a, uh, <laughs> I remember sitting in a hotel room. I think in England somewhere, and there was you know something on the news about a, a man of no fixed address who committed a crime. <laughs> and I think to myself, I'm of no fixed address. Like I, I got to get an address. Like I don't. All my stuff's been in storage. I got to register for myself as a human three being. Years. I either got to become a criminal. Yeah. Or I got to get an address. So. That's when I got uh, when I moved back, and then I moved to Montreal after that. For but, but you met uh, your lady in Montreal. I did, yeah, yeah. She's awesome. Is she French Canadian? She speaks French. Yeah, uh, it's her, her. Yeah, her last name's Tabers, so that's a pretty French name. And she, we're sending our our daughter to French school so that she can be. She's already smarter than me. I was hoping to be able to help her with her homework, you know, till grade four or something. But if she goes to French school, I'm already, You're I'm all, already done. I'm you already done. Like uh, croissant. Flacon de May. Or whatever is <laughs> That brings me back. The, the sexy accent. That brings Bonjour. me back. <laughs> yeah, no, I've, I got Ontario French. That was the uh, last thing that was put in the school system when I was being extradited from uh, my local high school was you had to have a French credit. One, but one fr- French credit. Not only that, it was a... Um, if you behaved and did nothing... You passed. Right. I failed. <laughs> I failed really bad. <laughs> when you start throwing shit around, and when I say shit... Yeah, you're not anyway, speaking. Yeah, it's, it's not a euphemism. It was a, it was a tough time. But um, where can people find you online? Uh, StevePatterson.com? No, it's StevePatterson.ca, buddy. That's I'm it. so Canadianified. StevePatterson.com th- Steve yeah. is like an American motivational speaker. And I don't mind if people go there because sometimes people go there and they'll be like, this is a great farce site because it has weird sayings on it. JoeRogan.net, the JoeRogan.com is uh, a real estate developer or something sure. like that. So Yeah, so it's stpatterson.ca. But, mm. you know, I'm doing uh, just doing what you, what you can. You yeah. just get out there and gig and I'm hosting the debaters and it's kind of a fun show. And That's cool. Yeah, I always yeah. hear about it and uh, I'm glad you're doing that kind of platform it, it, you've always had a kind of skill set for that the written word and the uh, nuances that would create uh, nightmares in children's heads <laughs> <laughs> oh buddy this brings me back we should get a place together again oh fuck yeah. are you leaving your wife because that's what would happen she'd be like i'm gonna go stay at jay's for the weekend fuck no 
You come up with pink eye and herpes. That's just from touching the door That's handle. Just the furniture. Yeah. It's just the furniture. Well, thanks for being on the show. Hey, buddy. Thank I know you. You got to get back to life. And uh, but I'll be back in uh, in October, November. I'm going to be doing a a bunch of shows. I should probably promote some myself. You should promote Fuck. your shows. Yeah, man. Okay, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I am going to be uh, doing some shows in and around Los Angeles over the course of May. Then June third, fourth, or six, seven, eight. I'm in England at the Download Festival with Ozzy Osbourne and um, um, fuck. Anyway, Meshuggah's there. <laughs> Dead crosses. I'll be doing the uh, the comedy tent on the Tuesday th- or Thursday, Friday. As you should be, buddy. And That's Le- perfect. Leicester Square Theater on uh, June fourteenth. And then um, end of June, I think at the last Thursday at the Comedy Store for the Canada Day show, um, August and September, I'll be in the United States. And then I'll be doing my warm-up shows in Canada for October, November in Ontario and around. Um, Stay tuned. I think the last week of November, I'll be in Toronto, Yuck Yucks. And then December 14th, we're going to tape something for somebody in Copenhagen. In a really cool spot. Jesus, buddy. It's very thorough. I'll be picking my daughter up from school uh, <laughs> each day at around 3 p.m. in Toronto. Oh, my and, God. And uh, I think Monday we're having a barbecue, so. <laughs> I ate speed out of a dead girl's mouth last night. There it is. <laughs> oh, on that note, thanks for listening, everybody. That was the safe word. <laughs> Go to my Instagram, my Twitter, my uh, Facebook, and uh, look for something very special and new coming up in the new year. So over the next while, I'm going to be very focused and busy on that. And um, I think that's about everything. I'm terrible at ending these. And uh, But thank you so much, Steve, for being on the show. Can, uh, they, can they see us shaking yeah, hands? Yeah, shaking yeah hands. we're shaking hands right now. This is the most... It's what's uh, King Jong-un and uh, Bush meeting each oh, yeah, other. that's it. That's it. It's going to be like that. Yeah. Yep. Very diplomatic. We're very professional. Where are my pants? <laughs> I don't care what society